Hello, and welcome back to another FACT podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique. And today's uh, episode is going to cover how to change your life in 30 seconds. Now, before you laugh, before you turn this off, I read this at a, a Earl Nightingale book back in the 1950s and 60s. Earl with his big, deep voice. Um, he had a big, deep voice, a big guy. He probably had too much growth hormone, had a little acromeglia for you uh, closet endocrinologists there. But you could hear it rolling in his voice, um, some of the changes that he had. But his mind was amazing. He was saying things 50, 60 years ago that almost launched the self-help, motivational speaking movement. You know, not so much psychology and not so much just good old wisdom, but for those people who made it to adulthood and needed a little boost, you know, his books are amazing. So I recommend Earl Nightingale's books. If you can find them, they're, he's all over YouTube, the internet nowadays. You can find his information out there. And what we're going to cover today are 12 things to remember to change your life. Now, somewhere I read an article, Change Your Life in 30 Seconds, and of course, I read it. It's going to take you more than 30 seconds to even read the article. But it was interesting what he was saying. He meant that you could change it instantly once you turn around and change what you're looking at. And having working with patients many times as a, as a chiropractor, I can give recommendations to my face turns blue, quit smoking, get better sleep, eat more protein, drink more water, take some multivitamins to fill in the nutritional gaps because your diet's terrible. I can give these recommendations over and over and have in decades. And even in 1980s when I worked in physical therapy, I would give recommendations or hear the boss physical therapists give recommendations. So I've been involved in healthcare since the 1980s, late 80s, and I'm amazed at, you know, how some people don't realize some simple things can change their life. So when we go through these 12 items, and you can look at the episode summary too if you need them written down, because there's many, some of you may be doing these fantastic, don't need to revisit it, don't need to improve, so you can skip that one. But some of these, it's amazing how some patients people, lifters when I work with, I've worked with hundreds of athletes, that some simple changes in their life can change things. And you don't need to go to a psychologist or psychiatrist. If you need that, please go. But we're talking about some lifestyle things that should be visited and how it can improve your life. So the 12 things to remember for a better life or changing your life in 30 seconds or less. Number one, the value of time the value of time. Don't be late. Remember, if you show up late, you're telling other people that, guess what? You're, not, you're more important than they are. So try to be on time. Actually, try to be a few minutes early. If you ask my teenage daughters, if you, and they will say it right to your face, what is on time? They will give you the definition, five minutes early, five minutes early. Find your parking space, find the building you're supposed to go to, 
you can walk there. It's okay to walk away and go for a walk and just relax before you go into the meeting or the class or whatever you have to do. Five minutes early always leads to better results. And you get the best seats, especially when you go into middle school band concerts. And some of you out there know exactly what I'm talking about. Gives you time to put your earplugs in, right? So the value of time. How much time do you put into, say, your goals? Do you sit down? How much time do you put into working out? How much time do you put into communication? Where are you putting your time? Your most valuable thing you have is not your money. It's not your house. It's not your assets. Your personal thing that you have is time. You don't get it back. Where are you spending it every day? Are you spending it in more um, esoterical pursuits? Are you spending it in something that you love to do? Or are you wasting it? Having a lot of kids and raising kids, I see where they waste a lot of time, and that's normal for that age group. But it's amazing. I'll run into 20- and 30-year-olds who will waste two, three, four hours of their day playing video games or goofing off. And I said, hey, did you do your 15 minutes of back exercise, stretches? Did you make that phone call that could advance your career? Did you revisit your resume? It's amazing when someone in their 30s or 40s is looking at a new job and they have not look, worked on their new resume. Well, I haven't done my resume for years. Wait a minute. How much football do you watch? I mean, if you every couple months, every quarter, every six months, every year on January 1st, just worked on your resume 15, 30 minutes. If you ever moved on, it would be complete. Something to think about. Where are you putting your time? And maybe that's where you can start making some huge improvements. Number one, the value of time. Number two, the success and perseverance. You have to keep on to get it. Keep on, keep on, be persevere, Continue to move forward. No matter what happens, continue down the road if it's the correct road. Continue to do the right thing. Example, you have a, a patient who's got all these uh, problems, and I'm like, okay, are you on the good diet? Keep on it. Are you going to the medical doctor, following up? Keep on it. Are you, you have to just be consistent. And that perseverance every day to try to get the results you want will lead you to a healthier outcome. So don't give up, just persevere. Even if you can only do five minutes of exercises, even if you know, you've know you done this exercise routine, it's not working, persevere whatever it is in life, keep going. If you wanna take that class, you want that degree, keep going. If you want that relationship strong, just keep at it, don't give up. It's too easy in this environment nowadays to give up on things that you know, or tough for six months, and you're going to miss 16, 26, 36 years of wonderfulness, of value, of heaven, because you didn't want to put in the 16 months that were hard. Number three, the pleasure of working. Do you enjoy what you work at your work? If not, that's when you start looking at things. Now, we know a lot of people have to have their work, they're focused, they're disciplined, and it's the only thing that's paying the bills. Find some type of enjoyment in it, even if it's just the drive there and back where you get to listen to really cool podcasts or music. You have to find some enjoyment in it. It's good for your health because if you're constantly going to work and you're hating work, you're inflaming your body. You're raising cortisol levels, an inflammatory hormone that would destroy your health. Your adrenaline goes up. 
you have to work on enjoying it. If not, find something you really enjoy. It's okay to be happy at what you do. The fourth item is the dignity of simplicity. Keep it simple, silly. Most people say stupid, but keep it simple. In other words, you don't have to complicate your life. You don't have to complicate your workout routine. You don't have to complicate your career. You don't have to complicate relationships. Just keep it very simple. Simplicity. You don't need the newest and latest thing. You just need something that works for you. And having a more simple life can lead to less complications. And, of course, a lot of people would scream for those. I have four teenagers at home, and life's not simple. But I know it's only for a couple years. But you can still have some simplicity. How are you working simplicity into your life? Yes, you have to make an effort at at it. Otherwise, chaos and complication will come in. Keep things simple. The fifth thing is the worth of character. Are you worth your word? If you tell someone you're going to be somewhere, are you going to do it? Do you try to bend over backwards for other people? Yes, once in a while someone will stab you in the back. They will step on your toes. You will find an asymmetrical relationship where you give 80, they give 20. I understand that. That's life. But what is your character? What are you focused on? What are your ethics and morals? Are you trying to improve those every day, every week, every month, every year? How can you improve those things? So that's the fifth thing. And six is the power of example. Every parent who is listening to this knows that, you know, if you don't want your kids to cuss, don't cuss. If you don't want your kids to get tattooed, don't have a tattoo. If you don't want your kids to smoke, don't smoke. If you want your kids to make your bed, then you have to make your bed. Everyone is always watching. What is your example? If you want your patients to drink water, you better have a water bottle around. I have one in my car, at home, and right at the front desk. You can't leave this office without seeing my water bottle sitting here. So if you, so you can't tell your patients, hey, drink more water, and you don't drink water. So the power of example, that can change your life. And inversely, get around people that are doing the things you want, want done, what you want in your life. That example will be picked up by you. How's it picked up? By your brain. It's something called the mirror, like a mirror you look into in the morning, mirror neuron system. And there's millions, billions of neurons that fire when you observe and see something and try to mimic the behavior. That's all unconscious. So get around those things you want. The seventh thing is the influence of life. How is life influencing you? Do you enjoy life? Are you noticing the sun coming up, the snow coming down? Do you notice the people around you, the energy, the influence of life for positive and negative? Like we were talking about, the mirror neuron system, you are influenced by all the examples around you. But life can influence you. Do you walk around beauty? Do you have artwork on your wall? Do you constantly try to go to art galleries and parks and go hunting and spend time with nature or things that you find beautiful, listening to beautiful music. That will influence you and change how your brain works. It's not philosophical. It's not positive motivational. It's neurology. It's just neurology, people. So accept the biology of the nervous system. The next thing is the obligation of duty, loyalty. 
Are you loyal to people? Are you loyal to your relationships at home, your business relationships, your personal relationships? Where is your loyalty, your duty? Do you, do you find yourself representing your profession well? You, do you feel like there's a duty to your gym, to your healthcare club, to your church, to your synagogue, to your mosque? Where is your duty? Having that sense of duty will lead you to a higher sense of who you are and your place in the world. So if you want your life to change, make sure you have a duty there, a mission. What is your mission in life? Do you get up and say, what am I doing and am I representing it well? The ninth thing is the duty of economy. Another word for that is, what is your exchange? Are you constantly looking for an exchange? It's only fair. Now, this doesn't mean you don't give the shirt off your back to someone who needs it. But always being fair-minded in your economy. Yes, you can give things away, but you also have to have a value in what you do for work, what you produce, and that's where you sometimes you have to ask for a raise or move to a different company, having your resume work ready. Your, your duty to economy, to not wasting things. Here in Minnesota, there's a lot of recycling. I love that people see, I see it as a duty to the environment, but a duty to the economy. Are you keeping the neighbors moving? Are you hiring the, the teenagers next door to shovel your walk when it snows or sometimes rake your leaves? Helping the economy is really a personal duty. Do you shop local? Do you use small businesses? How do you involve to keep the local economy going? Everyone wants to look at the national economy or even the state or regional. But, you know, if your neighbor owns an ice cream stand, how many times do you visit during the summer? And, yeah, it may be cheaper to go to a big box store and get a gallon of ice cream. But spending the extra handful of bucks actually pushes the economy in our whole neighborhood, and we all benefit. Ten, the virtue of patience. There's farmers listening. Apparently, I looked at uh, my statistics, and I have a lot of people coming from some of the Midwest. I figured that. But I have some questions coming from people in the ag, agricultural, so our, our farmers, our great farmers. So they know this better than anyone. You put seeds in the ground, and you don't go back and try to get your harvest the next week. So it takes patience. It takes seasons to have these produce. You have to have patience. If you've been sick for 10 years, I had a patient come in who had a stroke 10 years ago. Everyone missed it or didn't cover it right or didn't rehab it and had a bad gait. Well, guess what? You have to have patience. You've had this 10 years. You're just starting now. You don't magically heal without some type of intervention. There's got to be an intervention, at least in this case. There has to be some type of intervention to help you walk correctly. I work with a lot of gate things. So if you haven't walked correctly for 15, 20, 30 years, it's going to take more than one or two visits to correct that. It's going to take years to retrain you. Years. I have patients come in with like fibromyalgia or migraines. and like, how long is it going to take? And I always say, years. Be prepared for years. So that's how long it takes. If you want to get in shape and you've been out of shape 20 years, you're going to have to give it a year or two or three. It takes time. You have to have patience. So no matter what's going on, your fame, your success, the strategies you want will take years, years to become the person you want, years. 
and that's okay. But get started today. The 11th thing is the improvement of talent. What skills, what talents, what gifts from God do you have? If you're good at making an omelet, try to improve it. Get a better omelet pan. Try to make omelets more often. Are you good at making pancakes? That's what you focus on. If you're really good at your job, take more continuing education. Try to get better. If you're very good at coaching, how many people were coaching? You know, are you helping out the Boy Scouts, the Girl Scouts, Big Brothers, you know, Big Sisters? What are you doing in your neighborhood to help out? Improve what skills you have. If you're very good at writing, why aren't you writing a book, a blog? Now, you don't have to go crazy at it. You don't have to be commando at it. You don't have to go 100% at it. But if you have any skill, improve it. Improve it. It's okay to improve on what you have. And then maybe pick up a new talent, a new skill. Research, try something new. You may be talented at rock climbing and you have no idea because you've never tried it. You may be talented at playing the game of chess. You have no idea. You've been playing checkers. So find out. You may have the mind for that. You may be great at going to school. Well, I've never gone back to school. You may end up being an honor student and you failed out or dropped out of school at age 16. You don't know what you're capable of now. You don't know what hidden talents you have. So stop hiding those talents and start researching and finding out. Try something new every month. Try something and you'd be surprised like, wait a minute, I'm good at this. Let's improve this talent. And the final thing is the joy of originating or creating. Bringing something new into the world, universe, always creates joy. So start brainstorming. That means get a piece of paper down, talk to your partner, your friends, your family. I want to do this. You can talk about a new business, a new idea, a new anything, but create something. If your brain is always creating, if that neurology is always working on looking at different angles, something new, something dynamic, something adventurous, constantly, even if it's like, okay, I want to rearrange all the furniture in the house and have a new look. I want to take on a new class. I want to change the way the backyard works. Create something. Create something in the office, at your work, at your occupation. Constantly being in a mode of creating or working on things drives the brain for bigger success. It changes the chemistry in our brain. So, 30 seconds to change your life? I don't think so. But can you read off the 12 things to remember in my uh, summary in 30 seconds? Yeah, you probably could. And maybe focusing on a few of them, all of them, finding something that clicks with you can change your life, change your health, and change the way you see the world. And this has been another Fact Podcast. 